Good morning, my friends, and uh, welcome to Labor Day on Monday, September the 7th. Uh, hope you've had a, a good holiday weekend, and wherever you are, I uh, certainly wish for you every joy and every good today. Uh, we will continue through the Gospel of Luke. When we left off on Friday on this Cup of Joe podcast, we were at the end of chapter 5 talking about why Jesus' uh, disciples don't fast uh, when the bridegroom is present and talking about the uh, um, patching an old cloak with a new uh, patch. You don't do that because it would tear and uh, new wine into old wineskins. And so then we're going to move into chapter 6 today. We uh, will be in Luke chapter 6, verses 6 to 11, for those who want to follow along. And let's break open God's Word together this morning. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he could cure, see if he would cure on the Sabbath, so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. But he realized their intentions, and said to the man with the withered hand, Come up and stand before us. And he rose and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? Looking around at them all, he then said to him, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they became enraged and discussed together, what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So as I'm sure you're aware, the, the essence of this conflict in the Gospel comes from the, um, the law, the Ten Commandments, uh, the commandment that, uh, third commandment, thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Now, what had happened is Jesus was, was by no means contesting that law. But as that law had grown up within the Jewish community, there had been writings around it trying to interpret what does that mean to keep holy the Sabbath and to not keep holy the Sabbath. Uh, that one could take up to, you know, I'm using this as an example, forgive me if the numbers aren't exactly correct, one could take up to 19 steps on the Sabbath, but the 20th step, you can't take 20 steps, that would constitute work. Uh, and it was that specific. One could, uh, you know, um, rescue, and Jesus uses this example later, uh, one could rescue their animal out of a pit, but, uh, but not do, you know, do other things. And, and so, um, so what is happening here? is they are watching him to see whether he would do what they constituted work. Again, with these writings and interpretations of the law. And healing somebody on the Sabbath would constitute work. And so they would be able to undermine him and accuse him if he, if he does this. So that's why he brings the, the person up before 
the, the man with the withered hand, brings him up before the assembly and looks at the assembly who is looking. And so they're, they're watching him. They watch him closely, it says, the scribes and the Pharisees, to see if he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. And he asks them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than evil, to save a life rather than destroy it? And they don't say anything. And he stretches, he invites the man to stretch out his hand, heals him, and they become infuriated with him. Now, brothers and sisters, two points I think I'll make here today. The first is, um, Jesus doesn't have a problem with the law. In fact, he, he says in Matthew constantly, right, in the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5, 6, 7, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And, and what he's saying there is, he's, he's saying, I'm not going to get caught up in all these writings and interpretation of the law, but the law itself is good and holy. You know, we are to keep holy the Sabbath, but all these writings around it had interpreted it in a way that, that did not allow anyone, not only him, but anyone to do good on the Sabbath rather than evil, to save life rather than destroy it. They would shackle and, and imprison and he's saying, no, the law is good. And so we have to remember, and I used this example uh, uh, shortly ago, the law is not an end unto itself. The law points us somewhere else. So where is it that, that it's pointing us? Let me use a, a parable. Uh, and this parable's been around forever. Couldn't tell you who, uh, who said it. But there's a parable of an old monk who uh, was living in a cell, and every day he would go out to the gates of the monastery and feed the poor, uh, because there was a certain time that, that he did that. But his hope all through his monastic life was that he may have a vision of Jesus, and he may uh, interact with that vision. Well, one day, the monk was in prayer in his cell, and Jesus showed up in a vision in the cell, the one thing he has been asking for all his life. And at the very moment that Jesus shows up in his cell in this vision, the bell rings in the monastery, indicating it is time for him to go and feed the poor at the monastery gates. And so he has a decision to make. Does he stay with this Jesus, who had been his hope all his life, this vision, or does he go and feed the poor? And so he ends up getting up turning his back toward the vision and going out and feeding the poor. And when he comes back after doing that, the vision is still there. And the vision looks at him and says, had you not gone up and uh, going to feed the poor, I wouldn't have remained. And I bring that parable up, brothers and sisters, because again, I think it points us to the same place that the gospel is pointing us to today that the law is not in place as an end in itself or, or this idea that, that uh, worship, that, that um, our prayer, our, 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 our time with Christ in that cell, it does not take priority over the, the needy. And that's what Jesus is saying here in this, uh, in, at least I believe it's what Jesus is saying in this gospel, is that, brothers and sisters, the man with the withered hand took priority <clears throat> over what would be considered worship or cult 
or, or prayer. At this point, at least their interpretation of it. Remember, the law is not an end to itself, but what, what does it point us to? It points us to our love, our fullness, our union with God, with one another, and with ourselves. And if the law <clears throat> gets in the way of that, we, like Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, we, like Jesus, need to question the interpretation of that law, or at least question it, challenge it, um, or work our way around it to see if we're misunderstanding it. Because again, everything brings us toward love of God and love of neighbor. Had the monks stayed, love of neighbor would have been severed. Had Jesus not healed this man, love of neighbor would have been severed. Last thing I'll say on this gospel. <clears throat> Sorry, again, just like Friday, a, a, a frog in my throat here today. Um, but uh, last thing I want to say is the scribes and the Pharisees were watching Jesus uh, to see if he would cure so they could accuse him. They were watching for it because that's the end they were hoping for. They didn't care for him. He had rubbed them the wrong way. He had challenged them. And so they were watching for him to screw up. And when he did, they could say, we told you so. He's not the one. Here's why. Because he's healing on the Sabbath, and we know that's against the law. I bring up that um, part of this gospel because I wonder, my friends, if it also is something that you and I carry within us at times. I know it's true of me. Uh, I suspect it's true of all of us. And that is, with people that we struggle with in our life, and we all have them, how do we look at them? Do we look at them with the gaze of, uh, of Christ? Do we look at them with the gaze of God that, that I've talked about before, that we, we invite that gaze to be ours and we look at them in love? Or do we look at them uh, with an accusatory gaze, waiting for them to do something wrong so we can feel good about ourselves in our dislike of them and realize, okay, not that we would even say this to ourselves, but yeah, they've turned out to be exactly who I thought they were, uh, which in a sense puffs up our own ego, that I am better, I am good, because I compare myself with them, whoever they are, who look at what they're doing. They're doing this, whatever that accusation is that we're waiting for them to slip up. Brothers and sisters, I guarantee this, I guarantee it. If we are looking for people to fall and falter and, uh, and, and blow it or, or become what it is that we're hoping they are when they falter and fail. They will do just that because that's how we are made. They will falter and fail. And if that is all we are looking for, you and I will find it. And this system of us feeling better about who we are, about feeling okay to judge them, that we are good and they are bad, or whatever it would look like, that we are above and they are below, and therefore we can treat them in whatever way we wish. If that is what we are looking for, we will find it. But you know what else? People that are looking for it in us will find the same. I guarantee it. And if that is the lowest con common denominator uh, 
to which our society goes, uh, I weep for us. Brothers and sisters, we must go above. We must, if we find ourselves today with that gaze uh, at others, that accusatory gaze, um, praise God that we, we see it in ourselves because isn't that the first step toward, uh, toward getting rid of it is acknowledgement of it. But if we find ourselves with it, may we have the strength, the wisdom, um, and just the, the tenacity to bring it before God and say, God, this is not who I want to be. Give me your gaze. Help me to see them as you see them. Uh, that will take some, some discipline on our parts. Um, but you know what? That's where the kingdom of God lives. Let's pray. If there is a, an intention for which you would like to lift during this prayer, I invite you to call it to mind. We are on the joyful mysteries today, so let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. The first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Have a blessed Labor Day uh, Monday. 
all of you who are uh, participating in this. And I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow. God bless you.